The material contained in the following program is designed for informational purposes only. It is not intended to replace existing training policies or guidelines of individual law enforcement agencies. This is Stuff You Never Ever Learned at the Academy from In the Line of Duty. Hello, I'm Ron Barber. I'm calling this Stuff You Never Ever Learned at the Academy because that's what this podcast is all about. You may have seen the photo a few years ago. In it, a Colorado officer is holding a two-year-old little girl on his shoulder by the side of the road and pointing up to the heavens. He is also singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star to her as he diverts her attention away from the horror going on behind them as first responders extricate her mom, dad, and siblings from a terrible crash. Mom and sis were airlifted to an area hospital. Two other children were removed by ambulance. Dad, however, didn't make it. Officer Nick Strzok's act of compassion via that photograph went viral and worldwide. When, uh, when I was out in the field, I was singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and uh, pointing to the lights on the fire truck. She put her arm around my shoulder just like my daughter does, and um, that's really when the emotions start kicking in. In that moment, having that little girl in my arms, yeah, she fit exactly like my daughter did. And, you know, one of the things with my daughter is that I always want to encourage her and uplift her and make sure that uh, she's always built up. And so for that little girl that um, I was holding, that's really the goal because I want her to be protected as much as possible from what had just happened, this horrific accident. And so when I was talking to her, she wasn't really responding back to me. So then I went to my singing skills, which are not the best and definitely <laughs> not a Barry White by any means. I started singing to her and, you know, just kept going on and on. And that seemed to work. So, you know, when it works, you just keep doing yeah. it. That photo and Officer Strzok's gesture really struck me, if you will. Then, recently, I chanced upon a photo of a veteran Virginia cop who was laying on his stomach on a sidewalk playing dolls with a group of little girls on his beat. It was a wow moment for me. The compassion and caring Officer Brandon Fleming showed, and I just had to hear more about this cop who is so popular with kids in his tiny town of South Hill, they flock to him the moment they see him driving by in his cruiser. And they have taken to calling him Batman. My wife calls me the biggest kid that she has. Uh, and so I'm sure I'm a lot to handle. So when I'm out on the street and I uh, come across these young ones, I can connect immediately because... I want to be, I'm just the biggest kid that I know, and so we instantly are able to connect. Our program featuring Officer Fleming is called the Pied Piper of Police and will be available in the summer of 2021. Meantime, I became so intent on learning about other officers' acts of compassion, I wanted to hear from our In the Line of Duty technical advisors, Randy Sutton and Mark DeBona. Between them, they have nearly 70 years of policing, most of it on the street. 
Randy told me about a really crappy day he was having and how a moment of compassion for a little girl turned it all around. I was having, I remember I was having a really shitty day. I, I was having, there were some bad calls. I was, I was miserable. I was, I think I was second guessing my choice of careers. There was, it just was, it was a bad day. And, and, and I just happened to drive by and, and see this little girl who couldn't get, who was waiting to go across the street. I looked at her and I go, wait a minute, that's who I'm here for. And I, I just stopped the police car and I escorted her across the road and, you know, she thanked, she thanked me and I guess she was probably, I don't know, seven or eight years old, nine years old, something like that. And it felt good. You know, it was not, it was, we're not talking about an earth shattering event here. It was, it was, it reminded me. And I think we all need that reminder every now and then that, you know what, we're the good guys. And that, that one moment in time could, could have changed the way that she viewed the police. And it certainly made, brightened my day. And if, and if, if I can, if I can bring back, you know, the, and, and to be centered, we can, we can have a, you know, we can have so much stuff thrown at us on a, on a, on one single patrol day. You know, you can literally see death. You can, you can be dealing with the most horrendous situations one after another, after another. And sometimes you get to a point where it's, you know, you feel like you're, you're going to break and it's, it's, it may be just one little moment like that where you reminded that, yeah, this is why I do it. Mark had quite a story about a death scene he responded to and the amazing difference a couple of kind gestures made. I went to a natural death call um, shortly before I retired. Went to a natural death call. I walk in uh, to the house. The wife is standing at the, the door of the bedroom. In, well, in the bedroom at, in, at the door frame. Family's in the living room. They're all crying. There's four or five people in there. Um, I was the first. I was the first unit on scene. Uh, FDE was already there. They already pronounced him dead. So I, I walk. I walk over. She's obviously upset and she's crying. And I, I said, "Ma'am, you know, first of all, I'm very, very sorry for your loss." And uh, I said, "You know, we're here. We have to do some things. We we just have to do." Uh, but you know, help, help me help you work here a little bit. I said, um, and I looked over and I, I said, um, I'm, I'm assuming this is your husband. She was, it is. I said, what's his name? She was Thomas. I said, okay. I said, once again, I'm, you know, I'm very sorry for uh, Thomas's passing. And uh, I said, um, would you like, would you like me to straighten Thomas out? And what I mean by that is he was laying kind of like in a fetal position. So in my guess, he probably experienced some type of pain uh, before he passed. So what I did was I said, if you give me a second or two, um, I said, I, I'll, I'll straighten him out and I'll, I'll make Thomas more comfortable. And uh, she was, you would do that for me? I said, of course I would. I, absolutely. So I went over, I straightened out his body, put the blankets up to about here, put his hands like, like this over, over his heart and uh, put his head under a pillow and tried to be, and, and I, I'm tearing up now just thinking about it. It just, it broke my heart. It really did. And uh so when she came back in the bedroom, she started crying. And we both literally, I looked at her, looked, it was like the, the tears just started, um, started flowing right away. It was a good feeling. It really, she, we gave each other a hug. And, um, and here's, where, here's where God comes into your life for, for, for reasons. Um, so as she's talking, I can, hear a, I can hear a Boston accent. 
And, uh, and you obviously I'm from Boston. And I say, you from Boston? She's, I am. She's, we're all from Boston. We moved out here about five years ago, on and on and on. I said, what part of Boston is you from? And we're talking, we're talking about Boston things. And I said, I know something uh, that's going to make you very happy right now. And I'm, I'm going to do this for you. Another, another deputy came in on scene and she goes, what's that? Now, when you grow up in Boston, Dunkin' Donuts is huge. Okay. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts, every corner is going to Dunkin' Donuts. And Dunkin', you, you know, that's where you get your coffee and donuts every morning and all that. So I said, let me take a ride over to Dunkin' Donuts. Let me get you guys some coffee and some donuts. So I said to the other deputy, uh, you know, I take care of things here. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. And I got them those two big coffee things with a couple dozen of donuts. And we're just standing there talking. And, uh, you know, she's making fun of me. Oh, I can't believe you're in a donut in uniform. I said, oh, I love donuts, you know. And, uh, but it was just, I made, I made a connection with her. Not that she was from Boston, but I, was, I found a connection to, to help her with, with ease her pain and ease the, the, uh, the passing of her spouse. And, but she just said it was absolutely incredible that um, you just weren't afraid to touch him and to move him and anything like that. And I, I said, well, you know, it, I, as, as wrong as this sounds, it was, my, it was my pleasure to make you more happier. And, uh, and I, I said, right now, Thomas, he, he's at peace right now. I was so impressed with so many things Randy and Mark said regarding compassionate policing, I decided to do a two-part series called, you guessed it, Compassionate Policing. Please be looking for parts one and two online at lineofduty.com this summer. You won't regret it either, and I hope that they are a great learning experience for you. Compassionate Policing, Parts 1 and 2, exclusively from In the Line of Duty. To find out more about our online training, take advantage of the free two-week trial we offer. Go to lineofduty.com and just click on the big red tab marked, Get a Free Trial. You international law enforcement organizations are very welcome too. I'm Ron Barber and that stuff you never ever learned at the Academy.